What's up and welcome to the Active Amputee Podcast. Everything people with a limb difference need to live an active and exciting lifestyle. I'm Bjorn Eser, the founder of and shaker and maker behind the Active Amputee. And you're listening to episode number 10. This episode is all about walking. Walking is the ideal start into an active lifestyle for amputees. People who have been following me for some time know that I love being active. I feel even better if I can be active out in the great outdoors. This is how I've grown up. And this passion for being physically active out in Mother Nature did not change when I decided that it was time for me and my leg to go separate ways. On the contrary, after my amputation in late 2005, my level of activity actually increased. Yes, it increased. After almost 20 years of being limited by my endoprothesis, I finally had the feeling that everything was possible again. Being active in the outdoors might need a different approach than before, but suddenly the limit was the sky. Fellow lower limb amputees often ask me how they can increase their activity level. So let me share some of my tips and tricks with you. Nothing spectacular or out of the ordinary, just some ideas to identify entry points to have a more active lifestyle and then see what develops out of it. If I had to sum things up in one sentence, I think it's all about developing the right mindset, building the necessary skills, gaining more and more confidence and then getting the gear you need. But what does this actually mean? And how can someone who is adapting to a life as an amputee actually start? Well, for me, that's an easy question to answer. Start walking more. Do more things on foot. Make it part of your daily routine. That's a great way to be more active. No matter how much you walk at the moment, for most of us, it's easy to increase our current level, even if it's only by 10, 15 or 20%. And once you have a regular walk-in routine, try to walk faster. Try to walk with a backpack. Try to walk on increasingly difficult terrain or in more and more remote areas. The possibilities are endless. Why do I think that walking is an ideal way to start being more active? Well, there are plenty of reasons. And here are my top, let's say top eight, why I think walking is a real winner. First and foremost, sooner or later, every lower limb amputee needs to get back into walking after the amputation. Full stop. So make a conscious decision that you want to be able to do things on foot again as soon as possible after the limb loss. And make a decision that you want to walk again, not just to cover all the necessary distances to manage your daily routines, no, but to be able to cover any distance to fully participate in social life and fully enjoy your life again. Second, walking can easily be done without any special and often expensive equipment. In the beginning, a pair of walking shoes is all you need to get started. Maybe a pair of simple crutches or walking poles to help you with the balance. And even later on, in more challenging settings, there's not much more you really need. That brings me to point number three. Walking can be done without a coach, without a physiotherapist or any other person to assist you. 
so you can easily fit it into your day as suits you best. So no excuses that you depend on someone else, that you need to work around someone else's schedule or that it's too hard to coordinate with the other person you need. Point number four. Often a walk can be integrated into your daily schedule, thus turning it from something you do every once in a blue moon to a regular routine. A quick dash to the corner shop, a walk to the bank or post office, a visit to a friend a mile down the road, you name it, there are endless opportunities to make it part of your daily routine. Then the next point, stating the obvious. Walking helps you to stay generally fit. In addition, walking helps to exercise your residual limb. It helps to sustain existing and build up new muscles. Then there's the important point that walking helps you to develop new knowledge and new skills. The more you use your prosthesis, the more you learn how it behaves in different scenarios. For example, on muddy paths, on wet leaves, on snow or ice, when you're getting tired and less concentrating on how you place your foot, how you walk with heavy boots or with a different set of heels. You build a memory of various experiences and these experiences translate into new skills. That brings me to my next point. These new skills and a pool of experiences are a necessary precondition to increased confidence in your day-to-day -day use of your prosthesis. Seeing an increase in the distance you are able to walk is a very rewarding experience. Tackling increasingly difficult terrain and safely and securely navigating in the hills and off the beaten track can open up a completely new world. Being able to carry heavy loads is directly reflected in a higher level of confidence and trust in your own abilities as well as in your prosthetic device, which is great not just off the beaten track, even in your day-to-day -day life. And last but not least, I think that regularly walking and building these skills and confidence helps you to develop a yes, I can do that mindset. And that's what you really need to be more active. Earlier I said that walking is great because there's no need for any special gear, at least not in the beginning. But once you have started wandering off the beaten tracks and begin to walk on muddy paths, on rocky hill tracks or on snow and ice, you might want to consider getting yourself a pair of hiking poles. In my eyes, a pair of high quality hiking poles is the most important piece of gear for any active amputee. I love them and they really open up a new world for me and I strongly advise you to give them a try. If you get yourself a pair, I strongly recommend you invest in good ones. Please skip the temptation to buy them from any of the discounters just to save a few quid. In some situations you might be fully dependent on them, so getting a decent pair of trekking poles is money well invested. Generally speaking, trekking poles are great because they help with the balance, especially on uneven ground. They help when walking on gravel, on scree, wet and slippery surfaces, on ice and snow. They help getting you down from the hills as they take load of the remaining knee and thus prevent injuries. They help you getting up the hill as you can use your arms and upper body to push yourself forward. And last but not least, and for me this is an important one, it helps me to actually use my microprocessor knee. There's one problem with microprocessor knees when you're walking uphill. When you're walking uphill, especially on steep slopes, and 
um, your weight slowly moves to your toes, it tricks your knee into thinking that you're just about to initiate the swing phase to bring the leg forward. But this is not what you're about to do. But it means that the knee suddenly bends unexpectedly and leads to a rather clumsy attempt on my side to trying to prevent me from falling. Especially when I'm carrying a backpack or early on with a child carrier and my little one in it. This wasn't really something I was looking forward to. So using the tracking poles helps me to make sure that the sensors in my prosthetic device do not get this kind of wrong information and this helps me to stay safe in the mountains. When it comes to hiking poles, there are basically three issues you need to think about. The first and foremost one is if you want poles that are fully adjustable or not. The second one is, well, if you've chosen to pick adjustable ones, which system works best for you? Then the next point is how strong and sturdy should they be? And last but not least, there's the price issue. So far, I've only used fully adjustable ones. Having said that, I hardly ever adjust them. I guess that I initially opted for the fully adjustable ones just because there are more of these models on the market and so you're more likely to find the ones you want on sale. One thing you might want to have on your radar when it comes to adjustability is that some poles have rather long handles as um, the segment on the top where you're holding the poles. Some with cork, some with foam, some with some other material. If you have a long cork or foam section for your hands you can quickly adjust so to speak the length by just moving your hands up and down that segment. And that means you don't actually have to adjust the length of your trekking poles. Key for me is the way of adjusting the length. They're so-called twist locks, that means uh, turning individual segments of the poles to unlock them, or flick locks, um, that means you just flick a lever to unlock the segments. I personally find flick locks much better, as they seem to be more reliable and are much easier to handle especially when you have wet hands or cold fingers or when wearing gloves. But I have used twist locks in past years and I think in 95% of the cases they work perfectly well. But they can be fiddly and hard to unlock under some circumstances or when you have problems with your hands or fingers. Stability, strength and sturdiness is another issue. I use my poles mainly for walks in the hills and mountains, so they have to be able to take some of my weight. Especially when walking downhill on slippery slopes, I sometimes put up to 50% of my body weight plus the weight of my pack, which is probably another 8 to 12 kilograms, on them. And some poles are just not up for that. Especially not if they are shock loaded, that means if you put weight on them abruptly and potentially in a weird angle. I recently bent one of my favorite trekking poles when slipping on a wet slope, so the pole cannot be used anymore. That sucked. Last but not least, the price is an issue. But, at least in my eyes, not a big one. Trekking poles are essential for me. They make all the difference for me to be active and out and about. And they tend to last for several years. The first pair I actually bought lasted, I think, about 10 years and I still use them every once in a while as a backup option. So I don't mind spending money on trekking poles. I bought my first pair of Lecky Trail about, I think, 13 years ago in Germany. And back then they were about 80 euro, which is 
95 US dollars. I'm currently using the Black Diamond Trail Pro. I've been using them for the last two years and I think the normal Trail Edition is about 60 US dollars and the Pro version, which basically has the same features, just uses metal flick locks, costs another 15 to 20 US dollars. Personally, I can recommend the Leaky Trail if you want a simple pair of sturdy and strong poles. They're rather heavy as they have strong and rather thick segments and unfortunately they use twist locks. But despite these disadvantages, I think they're a great choice. They're really workhorses. They last you for ages and they're reliable. Another good option are the Black Diamond Trail or Trail Pro. They're lighter, they use flick locks and have a long padded section allowing you to hold them at different heights without changing the length of the pole. Having said that, as mentioned above, I recently shockloaded one of them when I slipped in the mountains and it bent. So while until recently I was always recommending the black diamond ones, I'm not so sure about them anymore. This really is a weak point if you need reliable trekking poles for adventure activities. But I think for day-to-day -day use they are still a great option. Another option which I personally have never used but which get great reviews are carbon poles. They tend to be much more expensive and I cannot speak from my own experience on how well they actually perform. But I've heard good things about them, so it might be worth checking out. A good page to get more information, at least in my point of view, is Outdoor Gear Lab and I put a link in the notes. So much for today. I hope this episode encourages some of you to walk more. No matter if you just add a few more walks around your neighborhood to your weekly schedule or if you think about tackling the Pacific Crest Trail, I think walking is great. And it's an easy way to be more active as an amputee. A way that really builds new skills and confidence. So it's a great entry point to do other things later on. If you have any questions regarding today's topic, if you want to share your experiences or if you need additional information, please don't hesitate to contact me. So much for today. I hope to see you all back for next month's episode of The Active NVT. Until then, stay active, stay safe and all the best. I hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of the new episodes. And I would really appreciate it if you leave me a rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to learn more about The Active Amputee, make sure to head over to www.theactiveamputee.org where you find hundreds of articles from amputees for amputees. Articles filled with inspiration, information and encouragement to be active and live a rewarding life. I see you all again for the next episode. Until then, all the best. This is Bjorn from The Active Amputee.